Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Health Disparities Podcast. I'm Dr. Rose Gonzalez, a nurse member of the Executive Steering Committee of the Movement is Life Caucus, who will serve as your host. Today, I'm being joined by Frida of the St. Louis Operation Change Program. But for those who may not be familiar with this program, Operation Change is a community-based behavioral change program targeted at women who are African-American, Hispanic, Latina, or live in rural communities. The Operation Change program includes structured physical activity and is focused on awareness and education to motivate sustained behavior change. So good day to you, Frida, and thanks for joining us. Hi, Rose. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Frida. Well, I am uh, a retiree from the government, um, about 12 years now, worked for the government 34 years, uh, traveled a lot, but sedentary for the most part, so not a lot of healthy behavioral lifestyles over the years. I have health issues, diabetes, as well as uh, hypertension. And with my job primarily being somewhat stressful, being on the road a lot, uh, but little exercise and very unhealthy eating habits because I love all of the high-carb stuff. How did you hear about Operation Change? Through one of my uh, old co-workers who was one of the leaders with the programs here, longtime friend, so the program information came through her. So what, yes. um, what about the program um, encouraged you or moved you to join it? Well, I was moved to join because I desperately needed to be um, on the path of, of garnering healthier eating habits where I wouldn't have uh, continual deterioration with my blood pressure and having to go uh, to a heavier medication um, requirement with the diabetes. So the the incentive was quite high to garner better health habits in order to have an active lifestyle and not have a medicine cabinet full of pills and uh, things that would hinder hinder joyful life. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to halt the progression of the disease process. Have you ever participated in a program like Operation Change before? I have not. That was the very first time. I did have or, or do have membership with the Y. Okay. Uh, but was not frequently going, uh, probably once a week. So with the encouragement to get up and move, get my body moving on a regular basis, uh, I have become a almost daily physically doing something. So talk to me um, a little bit about some of the changes you may have made in your life due to your participation in that Operation Change program. Well, learned quite a bit about food preparation 
And also those areas of healthier food choices, uh, eating more frequently in order to reduce portion sizes throughout the day and not allowing myself to get overly hungry, which contributes to overeating. Choosing the vegetables or fruits instead of the ice cream and cookies, those things that uh, have a higher carb count. The weight loss has been great because my blood pressure is stable, still taking the medication, but my numbers are very good. Nice. And with the diabetes, same thing. My A1C has continued to remain steady and now down from 7.12, a 5.2, my last two or three visits to the doctor. So I am looking forward to being told I can monitor that with uh, exercise and watching food intake and getting off of the meds. Wow. So that, so the program at which took place in 2019, almost a year ago, has helped to impact your, your health status by not only maintaining your blood pressure and keeping it down, but also decreasing your A1C because that's pretty significant. That's hard to do. With the program, practicing the, the different wholeness or wellness with the mindfulness and the physical activity as well as developing better eating habits, I think I would not have been as successful if I had not garnered the discipline and the accountability and participating in the program with the other ladies was helpful. Mm -hmm. And also the fact of being accountable to myself and to them each week uh, was motivating to do the right thing. And with that repeated habit has now become my normal lifestyle again. So I'm interested in that accountability piece, Rita. How did that happen that you felt accountable? Well, accountable uh, because the effort that was put into the program by the leaders of the group The time uh, given each week and the participation of the outside speakers coming in, as well as, I'm sure, the cost of the program, uh, I just felt for someone to care enough about my health to contribute that much time and effort for me. It had to be that I, too, care enough about me to be accountable to the program's leaders for gifting us with that. And, and prior to the program, you know, when, when you used to go to your provider or your physician and talk about, they talk to you about your pressure and what kind of things did they tell you to do? Well, of course, again, telling uh, I needed to lose the weight mm-hmm. and also modifying my eating habits, especially for the diabetes, because all of my favorite foods and my snacking were the high carbs, sugary type drinks and snacks. 
I would do without the the healthy foods, and I start out with dessert a lot of times. So oh yeah, my very favorite things to have. The mm-hmm. uh, I had to modify all of that, and so with that, uh, and only seeing my doctor every three months, every six months, it was different. I think for the accountability portion mm-hmm. because I wasn't facing or having to come up with excuse after excuse every every week okay versus every three to six months so let's talk a little bit about um the the sessions because you know the the program as we see it is uh three parts right so let's talk about the first Mm -hmm. part of the program which was usually a speaker who came and focused on some aspect of health was there any one speaker or topic that really impacted you the most well, I think the ones that impacted the most, um, uh, I have, I lead a very busy lifestyle with mm-hmm. family, with church, uh, and oftentimes not developing enough time for Frida, for myself. Right. So I think the mindfulness speakers uh, to, to be mindful of taking care of myself, uh, physically, the exercising, the, my eating habits, but also to continue the exercising and taking time to simply rest and do the things that I enjoy doing. I can't very well take care of others if I'm not taking care of myself. So just the, the various speakers that gave insight on how to um, uh, be mindful in, in reducing stress level uh, mm-hmm. and mindful to take care of the psychological mm-hmm. uh, aspect of self as well as the physical side of it. Right. So I think it, it was just a well-rounded program addressing the, um, the uh, physical health, my mental health, I think the combination of it all contributes to the success of and, and you know that's wonderful here because you know the, those speakers you know they they do kind of focus on central topics um and we do have mental health portions in there and we have nutrition segments of the program to help and then you know certainly learning more about how to care for yourself and disease processes so you know thou, those issues um and it sounds like the one that resonated, really resonated was, you know, you need to take time for Frida and Frida uh-huh. is important. And in order to care for yourself, you need to do some things, rest, you need to move, you need to engage in some mindfulness. So and it, it's okay to do that. It's okay to do that. Yeah. Yes, and the one with with the all of that uh, culminating into, I have uh, I I was dealing with chronic back pain. Oh, uh, with the weight loss and with the continual uh, consistent exercising and doing those body strengthening things, I have much less pain with my back than I was having before. Nice, and nice. So, 
the uh, the speakers would come in and give an insight on uh, encouraging the continual movement, but also demonstrating the different exercising, the food recipes for healthier healthier meal planning. So uh, the speakers were great, uh, various professions. Some were nurses. I think we had a doctor and a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also one that would speak, uh, that spoke to us about Medicare. So uh, a well-rounded choice of different topics each week. So let's talk a little bit, um, because it looks like, you know, now that you're the, the lecture section, you know, and the information uh, part of the uh, program was over, you, you sort of moved into a, uh, a second hour, which was typically some form of movement. Talk to me a little bit about that movement sec- segment and how did, how did you feel about it? I enjoyed it very much. There were a variety. We had those that were doing the physical exercising. We had uh, uh, incorporated the joyful things to do, such as the various forms of dancing, Mm -hmm. uh, which we found entertaining and also uh, enjoyable to do. So uh, doing the slides or learning to do Zumba and different things that I wasn't <laughs> familiar with. So the variety. You like the variety and exposure to different forms of, of movement. As, as you were going through that movement segment, uh, did you start to feel slowly that change um, in your in in that pain, let's say pain in your in your back or or any sort of joint pain that you may have had, did you start to y- you know come away with oh I, actually I'm feeling better after this this segment you know did you come away with something like that during those movement segments? Oh yes, I did. Uh, well, one it helped my body to relax. Okay. And with those, uh, the exercising, the strengthening exercises with strengthening my core uh, section of my body uh-huh. uh, and just learning to do those movements that would uh, be less stressful, but also the strengthening exercises is, uh, contributed to reduction of the pain. Uh, And of course, with the added weight loss, I'm Mm -hmm. carrying the less weight, which was uh, problematic for my back as well. So, right. They, you know, the program says that, and, and it, it sounds like yours was more back pain than your knee pain, but you know, for every 10 pounds is 30 to 60 pounds of pressure on your knees. So, um, so I'm sure the additional weight put that additional pressure on your back, you know, and then probably the lack of, you know, movement to kind of loosen that up and, and kind of keep you a little more flexible, you know, so the tightening right. up and the relaxation really kind of help to break up that, that pain and help you. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. And I think another added benefit to that, um, uh, which one might be surprised with, with the movement and the exercising, 
and finding those uh, ways of reducing the stress, I found that I, I began eating less of the unhealthier, snacky stuff because just that, that I realized was my, that comfort food was reducing. So I thought reducing the stress. So having other ways of stress reduction uh, and not desiring to eat all of the, the high carb things mm-hmm. uh, enhanced uh, the ability to get the weight off, which in turn helped with the chronic back problems mm-hmm. and with the exercising, uh, strengthening those core muscles right, in my back muscles. and abdominal area mm-hmm. uh, also helped to reduce the chronic back pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, an overall great benefit. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you know, sometimes you have that back pain and you, and you really don't want to move. But um, it's, it sounds like the combination of, you know, the strengthening of your core, but also, like you said, you had a stressful job, right? And you would frequently lean to stress eating, sounds like, and stress eating comfort food. And now it sounds like through the program, you've adopted a different behavior, which is, you know, you've learned some new relaxation techniques, and you've learned some new ways to move and to strengthen your body so your pain is reduced. And you don't have to go for that. I, my stress eating is usually potato chips, which, um, <laughs> you know, that salt and that crisp, I don't know, and that grease. Uh, but, you know, moving away from that, recognizing that and knowing that now you could do some maybe deep breathing or mindfulness and that takes kind of the edge off, you know, uh, and it, it probably does re- relax your muscles enough to, you know, help you to move a little more comfortably. That's correct. It does. And, and have you, as, as a result of the program, because, you know, we finished it. Um, I think we finished your program in uh, mid-November. I think it was last year. Uh, yes, I continue today. I continue uh uh, daily, I still use my Fitbit mm-hmm. and uh, keeping track of the carbs that I am, um, or the calories that I'm burning. Mm-hmm. And also it my motivator to try to get those 10,000 steps in every day, mm-hmm. as well as being, um, get the body moving or moving around every hour for that nine hour period. Yes, so that's still still a regular routine I have. Nice. nice. And, and it, I have continued with the uh, weight loss. I began to internalize a lot of what we're going through. And notice I started the snacking and my comfort food again. Right. So recognizing that I had to revert back to some of the notes I had taken with the uh, speakers that came in Mm -hmm. uh, to give alternative ways of stress reduction and recognizing that uh, with what we're going through as a nation with this, to be intentional of moving, walking, and doing things to reduce that stress level. It sounds like you picked up some really good skills during the program that can be applied now because this COVID situation, the uncertainty of it, 
and you know the isolation in many ways you know can is stressful it's very very stressful uh-huh. so you know going back i'm glad you had the notes and going back to your notes and then saying oh this is why i'm doing this right because we all turn to our yeah. comfort food you know i hear people uh-huh. eating ice cream and really chomping down on uh, baked goods and whatever and but you picked up some good skills and you recognized it and you said, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you know, you assessed your situation, right? You identified, oh, I'm falling into these bad behaviors. Uh, I'm stressed. I'm stressed and I need to figure out how I'm going to cope with this. So yes. I think that's great. Yeah. So instead of going to the refrigerator, to the cupboard, I turn on my music and get centered again. Mm-hmm. Or get up and go take a walk, take up a good book reading instead of turning on the news every half yes. an hour. So I'm going to move us to the third segment was our social support group uh, where you had a team leader and um, you kind of meet to discuss at the end of the, the first and second hour, you meet to discuss what the speaker talked about. And then you talk about things that are occurring and and you're setting goals. Talk to me a little bit about that. The sessions were very good. Whatever the topic was, we have the viewing of, um, I guess, a short film or after the discussion with the leader, then we break off into our groups uh, individually and Uh just share our takeaways from those discussion session, which were beneficial. It allowed us, well, in many ways, it allowed us to get to know one another Uh better as a team, which, of course, built those trust levels and uh, for some uh, continued friendships. And again, the accountability partners and just Mm -hmm. acknowledging the value that each person individually brought to the team and Mm -hmm. offering um, encouraging words for the different things that individuals may have had going on, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, how it impacted some more than others. That part I found very instrumental and for all of us uh, in that stress reduction and engaging and having a safe area to to share. Now, when you first were placed in that team, what did you think? Um, I was very comfortable with it. Uh, I knew uh, a couple of the individuals there with the whole group. Uh, I was not, uh, I didn't know prior to the program any of the ones on my team, uh-huh. but I'm a people person. I love people and I enjoy talking and meeting individuals. So mm-hmm. it, it was a pleasant experience to extend uh, extend myself to others that I did know. And then the bond forged as we would come together on a weekly basis and look forward to Saturday and gathering with them. So, so you were excited to meet new people. You're a people person. And and then you look forward to meeting with them every week. My understanding is in those groups, you talk, each of you set your goals for the program and you talk about those goals. How, how did it feel 
if you didn't meet the goals, how did the group uh, kind of treat you or what would they say if you weren't able to meet your goals? Well, always very pleasant, never a put down and just encouraging uh, to, well, today is a new day. We'll start afresh and strive to meet the goals this week. Uh, so always uplifting, never criticism that would cause one not to want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So because they actually, because individuals cared enough about you as an individual and cared about you meeting those goals, mm-hmm. uh, for me, that was part of the desire uh, to be accountable for it mm-hmm. because you have others that are pulling for you to do well and it's encouraging that someone cares enough that you that they're doing well but also want you to do well too so it sounds like the accountability issue you know you almost fed off each other so there was trust uh-huh. it was almost it sounds like it was almost non-judgmental so you you fell off the horse you know get back on the horse it's okay it's a new right. day you know People Uh fall off horses. People fall down. Why do you fall down? So you can learn how to get up. And so falling down was something that people could readily admit to, right? Say, oh, I didn't meet my goal. But it wasn't like shame on you. It was like, oh, well, today's a new day. Start again, Uh right? So that seems so... How did it, when you heard those things, when you saw how people were treating, how did that make you feel? Well, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel that you are a part of a team that truly cares. They, we would be excited not only for our own successes, but to have others equally uh, joyful that you succeeded with what you your goals were. And also those that would be empathetic when you didn't meet those goals, you didn't feel uh, awkward or feel that you should uh, not be a part of the group. So just the caring and sharing uh, Mm -hmm. portion of it made it uh, desirable to keep pressing on. Did you look forward to those weekly meetings then? I know there were 18 weeks of them. Yes, 18 weeks, uh, but very enjoyable weeks. And as we got to know each other better, uh, the the level of sharing became more um, intimate. I I can put it that way. The sharing became more intimate and the bonding of getting to know each person uh, was very rewarding. At what point in that program do you remember saying, oh my God, I think my life, I am changing my, I'm, I am making changes. I am changing my life. Do you remember when that happened? Um, I'll safely say maybe midway through the program because okay. I physically could see the, um, the reduction with my weight, mm-hmm. uh, the, the consistency lowering of my uh, blood pressure, and those glucose levels being maintained. So it made a difference. And then feeling with the exercising, mm-hmm. I incorporated that immediately. So uh, probably just a couple of weeks into the program because I was excited 
to be able to continually do it and with the expectation that I would see change if I just be disciplined and consistent with everything that I was learning through the program. So getting, uh, when we have our weigh-ins with the weight loss down, that was always exciting. And then throughout the week, whenever we would have the weeks of uh, new food recipes that come in, we'd Uh incorporate that into my weekly meals and trying different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, the the result or the evidence of it was was almost immediately within a couple, two or three weeks into the program. Wow. Wow. So that also encouraged you, right? It it gave you like, Mm -hmm. oh... This is making a difference. Maybe I'll, I, I want to learn more. Yes. And I can do this because I have a whole team of other ladies with me to help encourage me along the way and that I'm going to see next week. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be excited that I have dropped another pound or mm-hmm. uh, have made it through without eating up half of a cake again this oh, week. Lord. So mm-hmm. just the camaraderie sisterhood. That's powerful. That's extremely yeah. powerful. So you, you joined the program. You, you realized you wanted to be accountable because people were giving up their time. You also had some health issues that you wanted to address. And almost within a couple of weeks, you started to see the change. And not only in your physical condition and in your health outcomes, but or uh, and health um, stats, you know, like your blood pressure or your A1C. But you also now on this little on this journey have picked up a team, uh, a, a sisterhood, a group support that encourage you and even made you feel more accountable for achieving your goals. The group was always we could do it. We may fall and, and stumble, but we're going to get up and we're going to keep moving toward our ultimate goal. So you encouraged each other and that encouragement helped to feed more successes. Is there anything that, um, that you want to share with our listeners that we may not have covered during this conversation? Something that is unique to your journey um, through Operation Change? Well, the the most critical part for me was getting to the point of finally being still and doing something for me. I I spent a lot of time uh, with uh, my profession, with community work, uh, ministry responsibilities. So it's always reaching out, caring for others. Mm-hmm. I now take time to to be mindful of taking care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not tired all the time. I have successfully maintained and kept the weight off as well as my glucose level. So it it's very important to to not feel guilty or feel you're being selfish when you take care of oneself. So the the program sounds like it gave you almost permission. It gave you with your group and all of you learned, oh, it's okay to take care of myself. I I would even go as far to say uh, learning that it's okay, but learning that it's a necessity in life. 
Mm -hmm. uh, to take care of oneself. And as I am caring for myself, I can, my service to others can be uh, a more enlightening experience because Mm -hmm. I'm available. Mm -hmm. I feel physically like being there. I'm not tired. So my, my service to others is much greater when I'm healthier myself. Uh, There were some concerns about the length of the program, but I think for for many and for me, I think if it had been a shorter period of time, it wouldn't have been enough for me to garner those uh, disciplines that I personally needed. You know, I, I will say from all the groups I've attended that when we say 18 week, everybody Everybody sighs, right? Everybody goes, oh, 18 weeks. And what you just shared that was that it does almost take those 18 weeks to kind of incorporate those changes and to develop that, that, that support team. And at the end of 18 weeks, we usually hear, why is the program stopping? Why can't we continue? Um, uh-huh. But it seems like the 18 weeks really allows individuals to incorporate the changes that they want to make in their lives and to continue it. Well, Elfrida, I want to thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us in this edition of the Health Disparities Podcast. Frida, thank you for your time today. Thank you for your willingness to talk about the program. And thank you for being part of Operation Change St. Louis. We thoroughly enjoyed uh, working with you in Operation Change. And we look forward to more programs in St. Louis once COVID-19 is under wraps. And uh, we can make it out there and and meet and, and be with each other to do the program. Thank you for the opportunity to participate in the program uh, and also an opportunity to share my experience by way of of the podcast. Uh, Hopefully it will be an encouragement that as you travel to different cities and uh, back here in St. Louis, that others will certainly take advantage of it. Thank you so much. And from all of us here at Movement is Life and the Health Disparities Podcast, please stay safe, stay well, and join us again soon. For more episodes, please visit movementislifecaucus.com. Until the next time, adios. Bye. Thank you, Frida. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.